This is Father Kevin Hale with a homily for the 12th Sunday of the year, the 19th of June. One of the little exercises we do with couples in our marriage preparation is to get them to recognise how they deal with potential conflict in a relationship or in their lives. There are broadly two ways that we can deal with human conflict, like a rhino or like a hedgehog. We either charge at someone or we curl up in a ball and put out our defensive spikes. This might sound a slightly simplistic analysis of the way we interact as people, but whenever we enter into a relationship, there will inevitably arise tension because we are imperfect human beings. At the heart of love, at the heart of the Christian message, there is always a path of suffering. This is what Jesus is telling us today through the Apostles. If you say and believe that I am the Son of the living God, then there are consequences that follow on from that belief. What follows is that if you believe that, then you have to deny yourself and take up the cross every day and follow me. There is a kind of physics here. Love will conduce to suffering. How is this the case? We live in a world that is off-kilter. And so when we try to live as God wants, to try to live what he asks of us, we will be running against the grain. Because the world is off-kilter, both inside and out. We're all off-kilter, and the world around us is. Therefore, as we walk the path of Christ, the path of love, we're going to walk against the grain. Love is willing the good of the other for no other reason than they are the other. Now, this will run counter to our deep, ingrained instinct to self-protection, whether we rhino or hedgehog. This tendency to self-protection is written into our DNA. We have an instinct to protect ourselves. Therefore, giving yourself away in love will always hurt. It will meet with an interior resistance, and don't we all know it? Because by nature we want to live an easy life, a life of self-indulgence, a life of self-centeredness. We beset with, in the words of the deadly sins, we beset with spiritual sloth, a kind of laziness of spirit, which makes it costly to love. But there are also exterior reasons why love hurts. We live in a world that is conditioned and shaped by sin, that is to say by millennia of self-absorbed behaviour and attitudes. Sin, in this sense, has worked its way into every nook and cranny of human life. It's inside each of us. It's inside our structures, our families and our institutions. Now, this is getting very close to what the church means by original sin. The sin that has been there from the beginning and even now conditions and structures our lives. All of this means that when you endeavour to live a life of radical love, you will go against the grain of things. So expect the world to resist you when you are walking the path of Christ. And if you consistently walk the path of Christ and of his love, then people will resent you. If you don't join with the mob in doing or saying what they're doing, they will resent you and you will become a threat to them because you're making them look bad by comparison. And doesn't misery love company? Because it justifies us in our own bad attitudes. If I'm on a bad path spiritually or morally, and I'm surrounded by people who are on an even worse path than me, I don't feel so bad about myself. 
If I'm surrounded by people who are thinking and acting the way I'm acting, then I'm not really called to change. But if you're trying to act in a different way to the group, to the mob, people will resent you. They will block you because you're reminding them of how they should be. And that unnerves. So in these situations, love will cost and will make us feel pain. Also, many people don't want to be forgiven or to change. This might sound strange, but I've seen it often. People want you to meet their violence with counter-violence. People want you to meet their hatred with hatred because it justifies their behaviour, because your, your negativity will confirm them in their behaviour. Then they can say, you see, that's why I was so aggressive, because they were aggressive to me. But when someone answers your curse with a blessing, that totally throws you off course. That's why turning the other cheek is such a dangerous business. If someone is cruel to you and you respond with kindness, that isn't what people expect, and it unnerves. The great martyrs of our country, such as St. John Fisher and Thomas More, whose feast day we celebrate uh, this week, that they did exactly that. They were faced with the most crucial decisions of their lives. They faced a situation which they knew would change the religious complexion of this country for good. And when charged with treason, they didn't fight violence with violence. They hoped. They hoped that by the witness of their martyrdoms, they would encourage a peaceful revolt against a moral evil. The path of love is always the path of suffering. That's why St Thomas More was able to stay on the, to say on the scaffold, I die the king's good servant, but God's servant first. And how St John Fisher, Bishop of Rochester, and the only Catholic bishop of the Reformation, not to have acceded to the evil desires of Henry VIII, it was why he lamented, the fortress has been betrayed, even by those who should have been defending it. Which brings us back to the great statement of our Lord. Anyone who wishes to follow me must deny himself and take up the cross every day and follow me. In the context of the first century, that was a very hard thing to say, with all the implications of suffering that crucifixion had. We have to be consciously aware of the fact that when we walk the path of love, we are walking the path of suffering, and we are doing it willingly. It's not about the love of suffering for its own sake. It's a willingness to accept the consequences of love. And are we ready for this? Are we ready to walk this path and take up the cross? Because that's the implication of saying that Jesus Christ is Lord. That's the implication of saying that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Mary took up the cross. She trod that path. We ask her to help us to have the same courage and fortitude. Let us pray. O oh Lord, may we always revere and love your holy name, for you never deprive of your guidance those you set firm on the foundation of your love. Through Christ our Lord. Amen.